0: The eyes, the eyes of all in the synagogue, gazed intently at him. Whereas the NIV and King James put it, their eyes were fastened on him. Whereas another twelve other translations i looked at said, their eyes were fixed upon him. Now, as it happens, I preached on this exact gospel last year. Um, and either fate or the liturgist is directed that I should do so again. But this line is my favourite line in the Gospels because it sums up in so many ways, for me at least, two really important things. One, how the people reacted to him, the awesome power of his very personality, that somehow, what was it like to be in the presence of God's incarnate? That we see how the people reacted to him and this line, more than any to me, sums that up, how they gazed intently upon him. And the second, in since sense more obvious implication of that is, for me today, the awesomeness of him still, how I need to react to him now, how I need to be gazing intently at him now. So to ponder for a moment the different ways that people reacted to him. We might think of the temple guards who were sent to arrest him and far from arresting him came back to their superiors empty-handed simply saying no one has ever spoken like this man. We might think about his preaching manner in general and how they said he spoke with authority and not like the scribes and the Pharisees. Of how the crowds kind of summed up his behavior in saying he has done all things well. So that no wonder we get the line in today's Gospel. The eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. And yet we know that that awesome power of his person, so yet others rejected him. And that even in this passage, it starts with their fascination in him and ends with them wanting to throw him from the cliff. Well what have you and me? What of our reaction to? You? Because there's another reaction that is possible, that I fear in my own heart, namely that of indifference a preoccupation of being so distracted by the things of this world that I just let him pass by. But I recall that there's bacon for breakfast and my mind is sat here thinking about the bacon. And he passes me by. Whereas what I want is to be fastened upon him in everything. That in every activity through this day, to be fastened upon him. That in my heart, in my thoughts, in my intentions, to be gazing intently at him. That when I'm studying, to be studying with him because I know he wants me to be studying. When I'm with the guys, talking with the guys, to be loving them because I know he loves them even more than I do. And when I'm eating the bacon... To be rejoicing in his presence, that bacon is one of the signs that God is good. Okay, I'm going to bring this to the same conclusion I gave you last, or at least those that were here then. That if I'm going to be fixed on him in the bacon, I need to be fixed on him where he is most obviously and directly and physically present in his reality in the tabernacle. As I said in particular last year, this needs to have its, its pivot, its focus in my genuflection. That when I genuflect, it needs to be in everything within me, a greeting of a person, a reverence of a person, a love for a person who is here before me, that a genuflection, it can be in. Empty ritual, a tired ritual, just a kind of thing. I know I've got to do a little meaningless bob. I want it to be an action where my my eyes are fixed upon him, my heart is fixed upon him, my prayer that I utter as I genuflect is directed to him, that my body posture with my with my back straight, with my body aimed towards him, that is an axe worthy of reverencing the one that once the crowds gazed stupefied upon. The eyes of all in the synagogue looked directly.